slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us here today. Hope everybody had a great holiday weekend, uh, a good Easter, the end of Passover. Now we're back to the grind. By the way, today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. For the Islanders, a good holiday weekend. Saturday, they played their only game uh, of the weekend, and it was a 3-2 shootout victory over the Philadelphia Flyers. A couple of important takeaways from that game that we'll discuss, including uh, the play of Ilya Sorokin, which I think was very important. Anthony Bavillier also obviously coming up big, so... We'll discuss that and a whole lot more about the game coming up a little bit later on in the show. Trade deadline also just a couple of weeks away now, uh, even less than two weeks away, and we'll be discussing that on the show as well. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we are more than happy to mention you on the air when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I also do live tweet during almost every Islanders game. So if you want instant insight and analysis as to what's going on, uh, definitely follow on Twitter. So the 3-2 victory over the Flyers, I have to say, uh, not the most artistic game out there. And the Flyers came into this game and really wanted to dictate the tempo. They were physical. They tried to almost... It almost looked, in a sense, like they were reverting back to the Broad Street bully days. And Ross Johnston had to drop the gloves early. And Johnston ended up only taking one shift after his fight uh, because he left the game with what appeared to be some kind of an injury. And hopefully Johnston is going to be okay. But... At the end of the day, uh, the first period, the Islanders looked disorganized. They were thoroughly outplayed, and they were outshot uh, 10-3. And I'll tell you right now, you get three shots on goal in a period, that is not a formula for winning. And Ilya Sorokin played very well in that first period, stopped all 10 shots that the Flyers took, and in spite of the fact that the Islanders were being thoroughly outplayed, 
their passes weren't connecting. They were disorganized for a large part of that period offensively. Sorokin kept them in. And here's the important part about Sorokin's performance. You remember that in his last start prior to this, he was pulled early in the game. And we mentioned on the show that how Sorokin responds to that first poor performance after an eight-game winning streak would be very important for the Islanders. And you know what? Sorokin ends up with 30 saves in this game. He didn't play for a week after that loss against the Penguins where he was not on top of his game. And, you know, 21 saves in the first two periods was a huge key for the Islanders because, again, especially in that first period, they were outshot. And I remember one particular save by Sorokin in the first period. Uh, Late in the period, Nolan Patrick had a great chance, and Sorokin literally was lying face down on the ice to dive and get to the puck, and he made a spectacular save. So, at the end of the day, Sorokin did not let his poor performance rattle him. He kept his calm. He did not let the fact that for the second game in a row the team wasn't playing great in front of him. Now, in the Pittsburgh game, when he was last in the lineup, it was the defense that was the huge problem. In this game, the offense wasn't clicking. The defense was not great, but not god-awful. And yet, Sorokin kept calm, played well, came back, and got the job done. And right now... He is 6-0 at the Nassau Coliseum over the course of this season and 9-1-0 in his last 10 starts and the only blemish in the last 10 games was that performance against Pittsburgh. What Sorokin being strong does is shows that, again, the Islanders may have the best one-two punch in goal of any team in the National Hockey League. Ilya Sorokin and Simeon Varlamov as a duo happen to be a very effective uh, combination. And realistically, I think with the schedule being very busy this week, we're going to see a lot of both goalies over the course of the next five, ten games, whatever it's going to be. And down the stretch... Sorokin has shown that he can be counted on to come up big. And he came up big again in the shootout, which was extremely important. You know, Claude Giroux, who scored both flyer goals, took that third round shootout uh, play and Sorokin made the stop. And then he stopped Voracek to clinch the win. And at the end of the day, uh, those were clutch performances. So, got to be pleased with Sorokin if, you know, the Islanders are unfortunate enough that something, you know, would happen to Varley and he would be injured, and Lord hope that doesn't happen. But I am confident at this point that Ilya Sorokin would be able to fill in and fill in well if something happened to Varley. And at the end of the day, 
having two quality goaltenders available is absolutely uh, essential to the Islanders winning playing the Barry Trotz system. Because, again, with a team that is struggling to score goals and getting two in regulation against Philadelphia is a struggle because Philly's defense has been dreadful in recent weeks. Uh, Yet, you know, the fact that you can win a game when you are severely outshot 32 to 24, uh, including 21 to 10 over the first 40 minutes, when you can win games like that, that shows the skills and consistency of your goaltending and it's a very uh, good sign for the New York Islanders. We've got a lot more to talk about, including the resurgence of Anthony Bavillier, a little more trade deadline talk, our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever, and it comes in 18 amazing flavors, all of which are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. And listen to some of these flavors. German chocolate, double chocolate, toffee almond, cherry barcia, apple almond crisp, caramel brownie, and my personal favorite, cookies and cream. And Built Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they're absolutely fabulous for the keto diet for that exact reason. And look, let's take a closer look at Cherry Barcia, the flavor. Each bar, 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. It feels like you're eating a candy bar, but it's actually good for you, and it's a protein bar. Go to BuiltBar.com right now, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So, wanted to talk a little bit about Anthony Bavillier and his rather strong performance against the Philadelphia Flyers. And the Islanders really needed that performance from Bo. And the thing about Anthony Bavillier is that he does tend to be streaky. He gets his points in bunches, and now he's got eight goals on the season, starting to get up there. Uh, And this was the 11th two-goal game of his NHL career, and by the way, he has five goals and seven points in his last seven games. So, right now, Anthony Bavillier is riding the hot streak, and Matt Barzal was, you know, very pleased with his teammates' performance. He said, Bavillier played a heck of a game tonight. It's always fun watching him score. Just a big smile when he's scoring and playing well, and it's a big boost for our team. So that is a very big factor for the Islanders to get Anthony Bevilier back. Because especially when you don't have Anders Lee in the lineup, you need 
other players to pick up the slack. And Anthony Bevilier has certainly been a player who is doing just that. So kudos to Bo for getting that job done and for helping the Islanders' offense. Also, absolutely wanted to discuss the job that Nick Letty is doing. Nick Letty continues to be a solid contributor for the New York Islanders, and, you know, he is tied for second on the team with 25 points, leading the team with 24 assists. Nine of his 25 points have come on the power play, and we saw some absolutely beautiful plays by Nick Letty, where he just carried the puck, turns on that burst of speed that really helps a lot, and is an important contributor to this hockey team and their success. And without Letty, they wouldn't have the same amount of offense coming from their blue line that they do. Now, Saturday was uh, Letty's 500th game as an Islander since joining the team uh, in a trade back in 2014. And it really, the acquisition of both Letty uh, and Johnny Boychuk were big ones and probably two of the better moves that Garth Snow made during his tenure with the Islanders as their general manager. And yeah, we may not see another double-digit goal season. He's had three t- seasons of 10 or more goals with the Islanders uh, since joining the team in 2014-2015. But you look at the point totals, uh, 37, 40, 46, 42. Fell off the last two seasons, just 26 in 2018-2019, 21 in just 60 games last year. Already this year, in 38 games, 20 five points. So Nick Letty, you know, not making a lot of headlines, but he's been a very good Islander defenseman, steady performer this year, and really playing a role that a lot of Islanders, uh, you know, they don't have anyone else really uh, on this team who could fill that Nick Letty role. Uh, yeah, it's very good to get Noah Dobson back, and maybe in a year or two, Dobson will be ready to assume more offensive responsibilities, and maybe he matures into something similar to Nick Letty, but at this point in time, uh, nobody, if, if Letty were to go down, there's really nobody else on this Islanders roster who could take over and fill in for Nick Letty, so in 500 games, Letty, 193 assists, 237 points, and he really has been a big contributor for the New York Islanders since he joined the team, and it is needless to say, uh, congratulations to Nick Letty on that 500th game with the Islanders. Now, you look at the standings as we get closer to Tuesday's big game against the Capitals at the Coliseum, and what we still have is a tight three-way race for first place in the East. All of the top three teams 
have played 38 games. So there are no more games in hand. But the Capitals have 54 points, the Islanders have 52 points, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have 50 points. Those are the big three. Now, Boston has four games in hand on all of those teams, and they have 43 points. So they're seven points back with four games in hand. Can't say Boston is out of the running, but right now it is a tough three-team race for first place in the East, and certainly with the Islanders facing Washington on Tuesday, tomorrow night, uh, that becomes a very big game for the Islanders. Realistically, at this point in the season, they're all big games, and we'll have them all covered for you right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. When we come back, we will have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more to talk about. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's show is also brought to you by your friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The football season may be over, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing, and now so is Major League Baseball, as baseball's opening day has come and gone for almost every team, and it's good to see the boys of summer back. Bet Online even covers things like awards, TV shows, and reality TV, and they'll give you real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Islander fans, be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So it's time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and and I'll tell you this. This is a fun one. Uh, We want to wish, we're a day late, but want to wish a very happy 47th birthday to former Islanders goaltender and current NHL broadcaster Kevin Weeks. Weeks originally drafted in the second round of the 1993 draft by the Florida Panthers, Made his NHL debut with Florida back in 1997-98. Later played for the Vancouver Canucks before joining the Islanders midway through the 1999-2000 season. Played 36 games for the Islanders that year and had a goals against average of 3.41 and a 9.02 save percentage while playing on some Islander teams that really struggled. He later played for the Lightning, Hurricanes, Rangers, and Devils before hanging it up after the 2008-2009 season and beginning his very successful career as a broadcaster. And, you know, I interviewed Kevin Weeks for my book, uh, Ice Wars. Very nice guy, took the time to talk to me at length and had a lot of insights into the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers. One of the few guys who actually played for all three 
of the New York metropolitan areas hockey teams, the Islanders, Rangers, and Devils, all in that order. By the way, for his career, a very respectable 2.88 goals against average for uh, Kevin Weeks, along with 19 shutouts. We're going to go back and look at his best game as a New York Islander. This one, January 22nd, 2000, at the Nassau Coliseum. The Tampa Bay Lightning come to town to face the Islanders in this one. And it was Kevin Hodson in goal for Tampa Bay, while the Islanders countered with, of course, Kevin Weeks. And the Islanders got on the board first, former Vancouver Canuck star Gino Ojik scoring his fourth goal of the year from Claude Lapointe and Tim Connolly at 7.48 of the first period. Islanders had a one to nothing lead. In the second period, the Islanders extended that advantage. Jorgen Janssen on the power play gets his ninth from Marius Tchaikovsky and Kenny Janssen that one coming at 17.45 of the period, and the Islanders had a 2 to nothing lead. They were able to maintain that lead throughout the rest of the game, despite the fact that the Islanders were outshot in this one by a, a margin of 28-16. to 16. But 28 saves for Kevin Weeks. He earned his only shutout with the Islanders during that difficult year. Boy, he didn't have a lot of uh, talent in front of him. But at the end of the day, a game-winning goal for Gino Ojik, a player who is more usually known for his uh, abilities as an enforcer. No Islander with multiple points in this game. Meanwhile, yes, Josh Green uh, had three shots on goal, but Gino Ojik led the Islanders with four shots on goal in this one. He actually played 14 minutes, 39 seconds. But Kevin Weeks, uh, outstanding performance, 28 saves, and he ends up with the victory. So again, one day late, his birthday was on Easter Sunday this year, but a very happy uh, 46th birthday to Toronto, Ontario native Kevin Weeks, uh, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. One other thing that I did want to notice, uh, make note of as the trade deadline draws closer, and that is that I am confident that Lou Lamorello will make some move to improve the Islanders' offense. I don't think at this point that Lou Lamorello is going to stay put. Now, if he can't work out a deal uh, that really brings a lot of offensive help, it may be, a, you know, a third-line player or a second-line player who's added to the mix. But ideally, you would like him to bring in someone who can fill in on that top line. And I think that without mortgaging too much of the future, Lou Lamorello knows that with a little help, this Islanders team is good enough to make a run at the Stanley Cup. Look, they reached the conference final a year ago. They have a lot of talent on this team. And at the end of the day, with the salary cap the way it is, everything being tight, I, I think the Islanders almost have to go for it this year and do their best. And... To me, you know, one thing that the Islanders might trade, you always 
think with the cap being such an issue that either draft picks or prospects is what a lot of teams will be looking to add. Don't be shocked if the Islanders trade either their first round draft choice in either this year's draft or next year's draft and or Kiefer Bellows, who may very well be trade bait because so far he hasn't won the confidence of Barry Trotz and yet uh, he obviously has the talent, he has the name and the pedigree and I think he could help another team while he may struggle for a little while longer to get into the Islanders lineup consistently. So if the deal is right, don't be shocked, although you may be disappointed if uh, Kiefer Bellows is part of a trade. We will talk more about that in the future. On tomorrow's show, we will also talk about Josh Bailey. He is one point away from 500 points in his career. We'll discuss that and the accomplishments of Josh Bailey on tomorrow's show. We'll also have a full preview of the big game at the Coliseum against the Washington Capitals. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Stay safe, everyone. Be well. And of course, let's go Islanders.